0: You're
1: listening to... Whoa! Hot Potluck. Welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and culture. I'm your host, Minji Chang. I'm an actor, producer, and entrepreneur here to share inspiring stories and to walk through everyday life with you. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything else in between. Hope you guys are doing well, staying safe and sane. I'm doing the best I can. I'm hanging in there. I know it's been quite a crazy week or two or year and a half and lifetime, but we are figuring it out. Um... Yeah, there's just been a lot of expressions, at least in my universe, of a lot of people going through some very sensitive and uh, deep things, and some things that I really, really like to talk about on, first of all, in the near future. But in the meantime, I just like hope that you guys hang in there and uh, enjoy the episodes. Hopefully, we're bringing some joy. That was 100% the intention of last week's episode with Roxy and Prisca, which was so much fun. Um, And it is for this week's episode, which I'm very excited to share. Before I get into this week's episode, I did want to just say thank you again to Roxy and Prisca. If you guys listened to that and enjoyed it, which several people have let me know they did. um, That episode, if you haven't listened yet, the first 15 minutes is like a giant love fest and us just gushing about each other. But the entirety of that conversation really did help me in one of the hardest weeks I've had in a really long time. And what Prisca said, it was very ironic. She had said that the conversation itself becomes an entity and... It just li- exists on its own, and so funnily for me, when I listened to it when it came out, I was having seriously one of the worst days in a very long time, and I was re-listening to a conversation I had had with my friends as if like I was an outsider, and listening to them and listening to this conversation helped pull me up out of a really terrible moment. So I was just very grateful for that, and it it did its job. Honestly, I can attest. I am I am giving my testimonial. It. It helped lift me up, and that's the intention of what I think I can help contribute or that's the thing that I want to do because there's just a lot of craziness out there. We all need reminders of love and encouragement and support. So thank you, Priska and Roxy, for that. Y'all were wonderful. And I'm excited, hopefully, for this episode to do the same and provide some good some good tea, and some good insight onto being single in your 30s. And for this episode, I'm so happy to bring back one of my favorite guests from all of my first of all guests ever, Melody Chang, who is one of the co-founders and co-hosts of Asian Boss Girl, which is a podcast for the modern Asian American woman. And she and I recorded an episode, I think it's already been a couple years at this point, but it is the favorite episode, apparently, of First of All Ever, which is the Let's Talk About Sex episode. And so after you listen to this, go back and listen to that one. It was a really great conversation, Um, tip of the iceberg of a lot of different really important topics that I still think are so relevant. And uh, Mel is newly part of the 30s club. So I thought it'd be great to catch up with her and hear how it's been going. Just share some of the different lessons that we've been learning and the different, uh, approaches to dating in pandemic and just in this, in this time of our lives, how much we've changed and everything. Uh, and I'm really excited to share that with everyone. So if you're not in your thirties, don't worry about it. You can just hear the tea on what it's like to date in your thirties in 2021. Maybe something to look forward to and prepare for or something if you're older to be relieved that you don't have to deal with. I don't know. Either way, it was a really good talk. Um, But a little bit about Mel before we get into the episode. Mel, as I mentioned, is the co-host and co-founder of the podcast Asian Boss Girl. And her passion lies in storytelling and connecting with people through digital media, especially within the Asian American community. And prior to working at Asian Boss Girl, Mel found her career in digital media by acting as a talent manager and producer for Asian American digital creators. And she worked corporate and social media marketing and studio production for fast fashion and she was the lead on uh, community and social media growth at jubilee media so shout out to jubilee and jason and everyone there uh, and when she's not working hard on the abg podcast you can find her binge watching korean dramas or as a self-proclaimed comfort cook she is in the kitchen trying out her mom's recipes and uh yeah Just also want to do a shout out to Asian Boss Girl and congratulations on their incredible growth that has been happening over the years, even through pandemic. And the newest edition that will be coming soon, congratulations to Helen Wu, uh, who is pregnant with her first baby with her new husband, Phil. And yeah, I'm just excited for this beautiful soul that's going to be joining us, hopefully giving us more reason to feel joy and inspiration in all of the, the craziness so congratulations Helen so excited for you guys and yeah without further ado enjoy this episode on being single in your 30s with Mel Chang of Asian Boss Girl enjoy
2: I, I Came in '88 with a dream, also bright eyed. They knew right away, sick of swim. There's no lifelines. Light-like. Cutting their teeth on the move. <laughs> Nobody's Welcome back shoes. to first of all yeah. all now.
0: and a I'm a so excited guy. to be here. I Size love my conversations flash. with Minji. No, I, I feel so flattered that you're asking me back as a, you know, returning guest.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I, I told. I think I'm pretty sure. I'm like 98% sure. I told you last time. Like I'm bringing you back because we, had, we had a really good time for that episode talking we, that was the let's talk about sex episode which by the way is one of the top if i think maybe is the top episode and first of all just fyi because why not i mean it's yeah. you and me talking about yeah. one of the most harrowing and like difficult and interesting topics of life very yeah, spicy I'm, very spicy yeah and i'm very very honored that you came back because i know that you're a busy woman like lots has happened uh with AVG since we talked because that was like I don't remember the date but can you really quickly like reintroduce yourself to the listeners and also like give us the spiel on like what's going on with ABG I want to know because it's been a minute since we've talked
0: yeah oh my god like last time Yeah. last time we recorded we were not in a pandemic and we got to see each other (laughs) face to face but (laughs) for those of you that don't know my name is Mel I am 30 years old. I don't know why I decided to share my age. I am one <laughs> of the three co-founders and co-host of another podcast called Asian Boss Girl. Uh, we are a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. Um, I think last time we talked, we was right after, I think, was it right after or before our off the mic event? So we collabed mm. with Minji and also Christina Regina for this amazing event in LA, which was like super like fulfilling. And it was really great to get a lot of bunch of like amazing women and men together, talk about everything. But ever besides after that event ended, I guess like what is the cliff notes of what happened with ABG? Um, well, we went full time last year, so all three of us quit our jobs, and now it is our full time job. Yes. Uh, we have actually ended up growing a team, so we have a lot of we have a a small team of ABG people that are under our roster now. And we've been continuing with, you know, the podcast every week, trying to grow actually our business. And we have a line of merch. And we also just signed a, a book deal for a children's book that might be coming out maybe end of this year or early next year. So just finding different ways and pathways to kind of tell stories. So um, that's pretty much the update amazing. With ABG. Just learning to be an entrepreneur, which I'm amazing. Just That's a whole new title I've never thought I would ever step into.
1: I just, I want to say congratulations. That's so freaking, I've just, I've been on the sidelines watching you guys grow and cheering you on. I am so incredibly excited for you guys. I know, I think it's actually very suited for you, Mel, like getting to know you and knowing your personality, your work ethic, your creativity, like you're, you just love to work with people and really, because you've done marketing and you're so good with social media and stuff. I always really like out of the three, I mean, Helen is like, Helen and Jenna are such professional women and you're this spark and spunky, like, let's go make stuff. Let's go just adventure out there. And I think that spirit is so, I don't know, it just so like makes sense that you're like in this entrepreneurial phase. I think it's so fitting and I'm excited for you guys. So congrats. Oh
0: my God. Well, so thank cool. you. Thank you so much. Majority. I really appreciate that. It's so funny because Helen was on the podcast and afterwards she was like, damn, Mindy's so fucking good. I was like, yeah, dude, <laughs> she No, <laughs> This is literally going to be like a compliment battle, but like, Minji, you're so incredible at what you do. Like, you're very like, engaged and like, Helen's saying, like, dude, and Minji's such a good interviewer. Like, I learned a lot from my session with her. And I'm like, yeah, even when I talk with you and I have many sessions, even having these like one-on-ones, I know it's a podcast recording, but I feel like I'm just talking to you one-on-one. I feel like I gain a lot of insight of how to like, even like talk to people and like really understand their stories. So like, and you've been in there in this game for like this game or this community for so long. It's not a game that I feel like you're someone that like people, <laughs> We always reference us, like, oh, Benji's really good at what she does. So,
1: oh, thank but, you, compliment yeah. battle. I'm 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 down to battle that way. No, but I I appreciate that very very much. And this this podcast has been an ongoing. Like, I'm trying to figure out how to receive compliments without wanting to like jump out the window. It's it's a strange <sighs> thing. But I I and I've referenced before, and I'll keep referencing that event that we did too off the mic, and like that'll. That milestone, because that was already, like, almost two years ago, Mel, by the way. <laughs>
0: oh, shoot. That's so... I really, like, honestly, feel like we definitely lost a year.
1: You know what I mean? We did, yes. Absolutely. It's, like, it's bizarre. It's, like, I... I like, what? Because what? that to me was like at the tail end of what 2019. So that was like, you know, when there was like so much happening and that's Mm -hmm. the last time that we were really around a lot of people. And then shortly thereafter, it just kind of stopped. So yeah, in my mind, there's like this big gap, but Mm -hmm. it's just, you guys have continued on and to, to see that you did that even through pandemic and like really honestly provide a lot of positivity for people and all that. And just knowing the journey alongside each other of like creating content, being consistent, mm-hmm. having the discipline, having the creativity, having the energy and like positivity as a human, right? Like dealing mm-hmm. with everything that we're dealing with. It's no, it's no small thing. So I just like, I, I pull inspiration from wherever I can. Cause like, girl, trust me, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, and I, I, I don't even mean podcasts. I mean like anything, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many different moments. I was like, I I can't, I think I'm, I think I'm done. And you guys have been uh, very motivating and it's very cool just as women too, just because female voices, especially when we all started has been yeah. an emerging thing. Right.
0: Isn't it crazy? I think that's something we talk <laughs> about too, is like, I remember when we first started the podcast, like four years ago, first of all, already like, you guys are already like on like the streaming, like the podcast uh, platforms, but like mm-hmm. now I'm just like, there's so many really like cool like but also just so many asian american asian female podcast
1: yes i'm very happy i have not listened to many of i'm being totally real like i still listen to yours and uh when christina regina uh put out theirs but i i'm just happy they exist
0: yeah there's so many different stories now i think it's great because i feel like it just shows like there's so many nuances to our story like i think Mm -hmm. being like an asian female you're like well not just one type so it's having other Multiple voices now in the in the like in the field makes it really great. But I do want to talk to you. Speaking of losing a year, <laughs> I, I, I just as a friend want to like I want to catch up. Like what what have you been up to? Like what I don't want to be like how was COVID? But like you know, <laughs> it's more like how
1: was your year of like I guess like semi like isolation away from the world? Right? It was it was a doozy, yeah. And I I'm gonna throw that question back at you. I I want to know and um been trying to catch up, but I. Uh, spent most of it working to be honest. So nothing in that aspect has changed, but, um, I was doing a lot of voiceover work. I mean, thankfully I got, I was able to work. Right. So I was one of the very, very lucky people, even as a freelance artist to be making a living and being able to pay my bills. That Mm -hmm. was a really big thing. Um, and then, you know, just sitting around worrying about my family and loved ones, trying to, like, entertain myself. I didn't get into the sourdough bread thing. Like, I thought about <laughs> it, but I didn't. I cooked a lot more. Um, but yeah, By the was way, so uh-huh.
0: sorry, your cooking uh-huh. videos, if you guys don't follow Minju on Instagram, like, her, <laughs> I think you made this pasta, like, bolognese from scratch. And I'm just like, holy shit. I have my I DM you, I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. That's everything good, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I love when you cook. I like cooking videos, but when you're cooking, it feels very like I'm in the kitchen with you. Amazing stuff, by the way.
1: Thank you. That was so bizarre because I've been cooking since I was like eight years old. So to me, cooking's not new, but I haven't shared it. And then mm-hmm. so when – I was cooking in COVID. People were like, oh, my God. And then a couple of friends asked me, like, did you start? Is this like a COVID thing? I was like, no, bro. Like, I've been I've been cooking, cooking forever. For, yeah, for a long time. But um, yeah, it was really fun. And I noticed, I'm just saying on like a social media aspect, like it was my highest engagement <laughs> of <laughs> content. Like people were the most like commenting and liking and asking questions and like whatever. And I was like, oh, wow. So this is a hit. Who you're new? like oh like oh this is where all the food bloggers come from <laughs> exactly
0: exactly but it's yeah, true yeah. it's true I mean I felt guilty I, I mean literally whenever you post I was like oh my god what is that oh shit like I, I, I would
1: be reacting to your story
0: so I'm like that looks so good dude, so you, you definitely
1: you, you do food stuff too and I, I remember because you'd like do the noodles and stuff and I was like dude um, I have to eat I have to expand my horizons you actually made me think of like I need to stop cooking at home I need to go like try different restaurants or like just different cuisines because I was like that's like that's what your food post made me think about just FYI. Mm. Yeah. I
0: got a side, side tangent before we move on, but I got to give you this instant noodle brand. We'll do that later though, but please do. A,
2: yeah.
0: Please
1: do. Um because this is a, like right now, I think given this last year and like all the different ways that we were stuck and I definitely was wanting novelty in my life. And so I was mm. trying to integrate that wherever I could, whatever that was like, okay, I'm going to try a different recipe today mm. or um literally, I don't know, take a different path. When I walk, it was every day was an adventure in that way. And these like tiny ways of like, how do I keep myself entertained and engaged? And also because we're here to talk about dating in our thirties, I was also dealing with a very gnarly, like very difficult breakup, like mm. in the aftermath. So that was a lot of my last year, um, just processing a lot. And that's why I actually am very thankful, even though it was extremely painful. And I'm mm-hmm. still kind of in that space too. There's a lot of tenderness there. Um, It was, it, it was necessary. So yeah. I think that's like going to be a key thing that I want to like talk to you about in terms of like dating in thirties, like just the way that our priorities shift and the way that mm-hmm. we interpret what we like versus what we need and like all that stuff. It was, it yeah. was a really, it was an intense, intense ass year of like thinking and feeling through a lot of stuff
2: yeah, but what was I, your
1: year like
0: Ooh, i'm just my mind is like boiling with these questions like i just want to ask minji like when she was like <laughs> I, as soon as she said i went through this breakup my my I, I like propped myself on my hands like please do tell this story um spill the tea please um dude it was such a blur yeah. i will say though on a personal level like not even a romance friend like the year of, so when the, the year of the pandemic was my year 29. So it's my last year before I hit mm. 30s. And like, Ooh. yeah. And I, I think I share this with a lot of my friends is that I think I am one of the youngest within my friend group in LA. Like a lot of my girlfriends, like Helen and Jen are three to six years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have that like doe eye. Like I look up to all my girlfriends who are older because they just seem so freaking like, sexy confident like all they have like kind of like they don't just don't they don't give a fuck right And I'm like I want that like, Minji you have that same vibe and I'm like I want that when it hit 30
1: but the Such pandemic I hit no but, yeah. <laughs>
0: nope, nah. but I think for me 29 was really difficult because it's also the year that ABG went full-time mm. and uh dealing with the pandemic was like I think everyone had their own personal journey within the pandemic let alone business whatever and for me I think I'm also someone that, like, I realize I actually value new experiences. But when you're in a pandemic, you're doing the month, you're doing your day to day. It's the yeah. same thing every single day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you feel kind of stuck. And I think I didn't realize I was stuck until, like, reflecting back. And I was like, nothing. I don't feel like I'm thriving at all. And also, it was the first year that ABJ went full time. And mm-hmm. I think we actually pivoted into video. And then uh, I think once you kind of go on camera, you get a little bit, like, self critical. And I think oh, I was. Yeah right I I never really had that experience because for the podcast this is the thing I have really jumped into right away it was this podcast and everything was like behind a mic yeah in and in a closed room with just my girlfriends yeah not having anyone judge me by the way I look or whatever the way I sound whatever and then so I think for the first time I mean you get comments here and there and then you just start like my negative self-talk just went deeper and I was like damn Ooh. I'm my worst own critic right now and so I just started like I went through a really bad like tunnel or the rabbit hole of like oh you're not enough and all these other things and I, I think naturally I kind of compare myself to my other two co-hosts who are mm-hmm. beautiful smart and I'm just like and I think it's all also three the of young- you <laughs> yeah I mean I definitely appreciate that but I, I think when you're the young one you always are going to look up to the older ones kind of mm-hmm. like oh man like that like that kind of like Perspective, but yeah, last year was a lot of like untangling those thoughts and figuring out what my values were then, and like what do I need to feel like I'm getting these new experiences, and dating was part of it, you know. So, um, but besides that, I think it was a very like it was a year where I realized I could go dark and be and come out okay in my own good for
1: you, yeah, from a personal level.
0: I think so. So, that was that. For this year. I feel much better now. You actually caught me at a really good time. I just came back from like two day solo retreat by myself.
1: I just saw that. I saw that like last night. I was like, yes, queen. But I was also, I was just realizing, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, Mel just turned 30. Which baffles me, Mel. I'll say, you know, you, you noted that a lot of your friends are older than you. It doesn't, to me... Not to say that I, I don't even, it's, it's strange. Like after a certain age, kind of everybody blurs. They all blend. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. um, and also we're Asian. So like it, it blends even more. And you're like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't distinguish. Um, but like in terms of your maturity and like your ability to hang, I guess, for lack of better words, I've never, you, you don't, to me, I, I've been around a lot of different ages. Like working in collab, I've been around like from 18 mm-hmm. to 40 year olds all the time and everywhere in between. Right. And, with artists too, so that's even like a different like layer of like, okay, you're mm-hmm. 40, but you act like you're 21, um, and you just have such a you have a lot of mature, wise energy about you. So I, 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 I can imagine like what that feels like internally, being knowing that you're the younger one and knowing that you haven't hit certain milestones and per- people mm-hmm. are kind of moving at rapid speed or or whatever around you. That it definitely can. I mean, I feel that in amongst my 30 right? plus, you know, and it, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to. Um, set aside and not let it like cloud everything that you think and feel about mm-hmm. yourself and compare to others. It's a lot. Eggs.
0: Oh my god! You literally just said exactly what's been on my mind lately. Because I think I always feel like this period of my life. I just I see, I'm actually seeing this in people. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people right now, myself included, they're going through changes and transitions, and that can yeah. look differently for who they for, for whoever they are and how we process that. So I I I'm just noticing like everyone's going through their own season right now, good or like healing or something really great. Or, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like a lot of like wheels are turning. I could kind of just see it amongst my group of friends
1: and people For sure. in general. For sure. And I'm sure because of your group of friends and being at the life stages that you all are at, they're very significant. Because I feel like in the 20s, there's kind of like, it's a little more subtle. Like people are, oh, new job or whatever. But everyone's yeah. kind of like, but these are big ones. Like congrats to Helen and Phil. Yeah um way to keep it a good secret dude for months so like finally revealing the baby bump i had no idea because i don't you know i don't see them in person only see them online i was like they kept that under wraps that means they got pregnant back, like what M- march like dude crazy i had i was like dumbfounded when she
0: told me i was like what like because she was <laughs> been pregnant for months when she told janet and, I, and i'm just like oh my god God what like (laughs) I I had I had zero idea which is insane to me and I'm just like how do I not know and you're about to enter your like second trimester like what the heck but yeah
1: yeah it's 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 crazy it's crazy yeah so babies houses like all that stuff it these are very these are pretty massive Shifts mm-hmm. and changes like you're talking about. So hearts to, are hard to, harder to ignore and harder to, and more, a little bit more to like digest. I'd say.
0: I agree. I agree. You're definitely this time. Cause I actually have been, I, two of my friends got married this year as well. And I mm-hmm. was, this is the first year I was ever in like a bridal party and I was in both. So I'm just like, what the heck? So seeing <laughs> like your friends also getting married, you're like, okay, it does put you in this place where like, okay, where am I in life? And what do I actually want
1: Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: I think I love how today's topic is about you know dating and like this perspective. Um, I'm gonna have to throw it back to you, Midge. You talked <laughs> about how <laughs> this is when you get happens to get two podcasters on a pod. I know. I was like She's such um, a pro.
1: She's such a pro. It's a segue.
0: No, but like I think you mentioned, like I because I, I really resonate lately with with healing and understanding what you want in life. But you didn't mention you went through like a lot of like you're still healing. You're very tender. You're processing. You know, with their hair like went through a breakup and all this stuff I would you be okay with sharing like was there some did you realize something that you needed oh yeah like, did you realize like you're you want a partnership or things like that like I guess like do you mind walking me through like where you are where are you at right now in life in terms of what you want and how, how does that relate mm-hmm. to love
1: I'll say I'll say for contextual purposes that I am six. I'm the same age as Janet, so I'm six years older. So I like the the range of the thirties right now. We have a freshly thirty, and we have like she's she's past the middle mark now, which is freaking crazy to me. By the way, I was just mentioning this to Mel earlier because I was like, oh my god, I'm closer to forty than I am to thirty, and I. I think there's like a existential crisis right in there of like I didn't ever kind of think about where I would be at this point in life because I think a lot of my aspirations Mm. and like what I'm going to do and blah, blah, blah. I think we're kind of like probably 35 and under. I don't think I remember. But but like I didn't think about 40. I didn't Mm. think about even that realm. I just figured my assumptions were i would be married. I'd have a family. And that'll be happening. That was kind of like this general, like that's where I'll be yeah, at that yeah. time. And so, um, passing that middle marker of like middle of thirties now, I'm thirty six. Uh, it it was kind of a doozy of like, oh okay, oh like, oh and 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 I'll tell you like the things that I'm feeling now, especially after the the breakup, um, which was you know at the end of twenty nineteen, and so I spent the majority of twenty twenty broken up, and I feel okay sharing this now in a public space and i'm talking to mel um but we actually tried and got back together again during covid at the end of um Mm -hmm. 2020 in the beginning of this year and then decided to part ways again and like so there's a lot of so it's kind of like a repeat but like totally different at the same time so i think you know every single relationship i'll say i've been a serial monogamous like i I'm a hopeless romantic Mm. and I have attachment issues. Like I'm doing a lot of therapy. That's really revealing kind of the root cause of a lot of the things that I would do in the way that I existed in relationships. But, um, yeah, we went, I mean, we went all in that relationship was like, I think every relationship taught me so much, but especially this last one, because Mm -hmm. I had a lot of expectations and hopes and like feelings invested of like how it was going to turn out. Not only with the person that I cared about, but also with, like, where I was supposed to be at in life. And those Mm, can be mm -hmm. intertwined and also kind of separate because that's what happens. Like, And I think that it is, I'm not excluding, and we're talking about hetero hetero relationships right now, but, like, with men and women, I, I can be pretty, like some I'm like gender norm stereotypical about it. But like, I do think majority of women think about a lot of those biological clock issues that Mm -hmm. men don't have to think about and don't think about nearly to the same extent as women. do. So it's been a lot of all of those things, like a lot of recognizing my patterns and like just sitting in the wake. What I felt like was like complete emotional destruction. Like I was just like a mess. It was, it was really brutal. Even though the breakup, both of them were very loving and very mature. Mm -hmm. Like the most mature that I could ever ask for. It was still extremely painful. Like it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, excuse me. It didn't give me a pass from like, it hurt like a motherfucker. And so I was just like questioning every aspect of myself, you know, all the things Mm -hmm. that you're experiencing too. Like we all go through in terms of like, what matters to me? What am I worth? why and you get those cues from different things whether it's like a video on instagram or youtube or like a relationship ending it's just you're knocked on your ass and you're like what i thought but uh
2: yeah
1: how did this why am i like all of that you know it Mm -hmm. it was a lot of that and i still think i'm i'm there and i'm still figuring out how to heal um and kind of honestly truthfully right now how to remain optimistic like yeah Cause it's, it's, it it hurts and it takes a lot out of anybody. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm sorry you had a, you're going through that right now. And I appreciate your vulnerability with sharing, you know, such a painful moment in time in your life. Um, I totally feel you in that breakups could literally kind of like deplete you and really (laughs) put you on this path of highly questioning your worth and what you want. And it's really difficult, especially like if I were you, like. I think when people break up, it's like a reason to like, okay, we ended for a reason, but to come back and be like, okay, let's give this another shot because there's a sec- there's an afterthought. And then with that comes with a lot of, there's a lot of hope involved, with coming back again. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I would be like extremely hopeful. Like, oh yeah, this is, this is it. This, th- maybe this is the moment, whatever. But then things don't work out again. It's another, in some ways, it's, a, it's like you said, this, it's two breakups. It's very separate, even though it could be with the same person. Mm-hmm. But I think in these moments you have, like, I think about like, my tendency is I love to fall in love with the idea of something so much. And that gets really Ugh. entangled with the person and the good Ugh. memories,
1: right? So true. So ju- That is so like, beautifully put. It's like the ideas. Because I think
0: for me, I always think about like the potential. Like, oh, we could have been this. And like, I, I envision all this, the family and like the wedding. And like, we could be such a powered couple and to create like all these things. And I think I get yep. so attached with that idea yep. that the reality is actually quite different. And I could be me being like, I see it this way still, but they're like, I don't. And I'm just like, oh. And it makes me feel like, but if you, do, it, 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 for me, like, I, mean, I don't know if you're going to this, but I'm like, I think about like, why am I not enough for you to even think about it that way though?
1: Yes. Oh, oh right? that, And that question has plagued, <laughs> I mean, not just this last year, but like that, that enough question, which is like, I've been unpacking that, that little statement in and of itself for like literally years at this point. And like going back into family stuff, childhood trauma, Mm. because I think those are all very relevant. And, you know, people can kind of get a little bit eye rolly at like, oh, God, like, yeah, childhood trauma. But it is there. I mean, like as much of a cliche as it is, it's a cliche for a reason. There are a lot of issues that I think relationships reveal about you as a person. As, like, Mel and as Minji that is separate Mm -hmm. as an individual no matter which relationship you go into whomever, right? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that was the ugly, sucky part of, like, me having to reconcile, like, my patterns because it can feel so, like, isolated to this person. And it was. There is something very unique and special. I'm not trying to take away from that. It's, like, sacred and what you experience, like, love and a a connection with one person. You can't just duplicate that. Like, you don't just Mm -mm. get to walk out the door and find someone attractive and all of a sudden, like, oh, you have it again. It doesn't... That's mm-hmm. what I think is so painful because, like, yeah, you're just like, I lost this thing that was everything and was so unique and is so not... Du- like, you cannot replicate. And you're just devastated. There's a lot of grief there, right? And yeah, and then yeah. the hope that you had that it would turn out this way. You're also grieving the future that you don't get, right? Mm, that you, mm-hmm. you had hoped and or maybe expected in a way. Yeah. Um, But coming back to like the thing, I think like that's what's funny. I think for me, what I've been learning so much in dating in my 30s is this ongoing thing of myself in a relationship like there's the relationship there's the other person in it with you the partner Mm -hmm. but for me I'm just getting my ass kicked over and over again to really come back to Minji like you need to look at you you need Mm -hmm. to look at your triggers you have to look at your patterns you have to look at what your expectations are of and what you've communicated what you haven't like all these things that came back to me which Mm -hmm. is I think even for me is like but I don't want to talk about me. I'm like, yeah. This yeah. is not what I want to talk about. Like, and it's that's what's changed a lot for me. I can say that as like the elder millennial right now. Um, that's it's been the, the uncomfortable truth of like, mm. Mm, oh, so oh, so this was a me issue.
0: Shit. Like- <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird because like there's definitely moments where you're like you know in the back of your head like you know I definitely need to ask myself this question. I kind of don't want to because you're just like you don't want to. You know what I think about it as I don't know if you struggle with this, but I'm someone that did struggle with self esteem and confidence growing up, Mm -hmm. and so I think you get to a place where you worked so hard to see yourself in this like I'm I can finally say I'm confident, which is really hard to admit, even say I'm a a confident woman, right? But I think with these breakups and and these moments when you're like when you're you're forced to look at yourself in the mirror, you're like wait, like I thought I was confident, but now you're actually shattering that idea that I I am. So then if I'm not confident, then what am I? You know, mm. so it's just like, you know, what I mean, it's kind of like, oh, shit, like you, I have these I have these moments. I literally was like talking to Janet, but I was like, I work so hard to build up confidence. But like when things don't work out, I reflect it back on me. It's, yeah, like, shit. Like, why wasn't I not enough? Like, I thought I was I worked my ass off to get to this fucking place, but you still don't want this. Why? But it's, for, first for me, I'm just like, how do we learn to detach? Like you not wanting me is not a sign of my worth at all. Yes. You know, that how is do do, very how,
1: hard so
0: hard i actually this is so random but like i just listened to this podcast with jay shetty and will smith and like he will smith said this one thing and i was like oh wow this is like very interesting like can okay, i might butcher this but he was saying like how sometimes when he he does an action and his results he'll share his results with jada and jada will say something maybe not positive and he'll be very like hung up on that
2: mm-hmm. he's like
0: but i realized like my result and her what she has to say about it they're actually They are very, they're not connected whatsoever Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. And he said, I don't know why sometimes we love, we let other people control our self-esteem when self-esteem has a word self in it. It should be, (laughs) it should be within yourself. And I was like, Oh shit. I was like, Oh shit. You're
1: right. (laughs) I don't
0: know. I know. When he said that, I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. (laughs) I don't, I'm a people pleaser. So I'm just like, wow, I give power away to people all the time. And that is very, you know,
1: present in relationships too. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, I, I've also been been working on like being kinder to myself because they're that what you're talking about, the, the critical voice like that was also highly influenced by my dad and just kind of culture and and a lot of different other other aspects. I think there's been a lot of toxic programming of, of women that I just don't like. Mm. I, I, I'm working through just owning how much I resent it. And I don't want to, I don't want mm. to land or stay in the resentment, but I have, I'm petty and bitter dude, because like, I'm like, I have felt so much inadequacy around other women that like, when I step out of it, when I step out of that, like inadequacy, I like look at them and they're like, they're incredible. Like I'm inspired by them. I'm, but like that feeling of inadequacy would just immediately turn to jealousy. So if they were mm. better than me in any way, like that alone like pisses me off. Like, why am I walking around mm. feeling I have nothing to offer? Like when there was a quote, like I <laughs> from TikTok, but it was just this <laughs> poem. It was a poem slash quote. I need literally I need to find it. I'll share it somehow on my social media because it was beautiful. It was literally talk, this woman wrote a, a thing about beauty, about how she's so thankful that there's not one kind of flower. And how do you how do you uh hmm. compare the beauty of a rose to an orchid, to a lily, to like they're they are all beautiful. And how boring hmm. would it be if we only had one of one kind of flower? And that, why is that like there's so many forms of beauty in this entire world? And she just used flowers as this, like the basis of this amazing poem. And it, I started crying because it was just like, I kept having this aspirational thing of like, in order to be pretty, in order to be desirable, in order to be wanted by a guy, and like, I need to be wanted by all the guys. This is like former me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I need to mm-hmm. be wanted by all the guys to like matter. I'm like, now I'm like, shit, no, I don't. I don't like all guys. Like, I wouldn't. That's true. That's true. I wouldn't want all guys, like, cause there's some dudes I'd be like, please don't like me. Like, that's fine. <laughs> And like these, these mentalities that I grew up with, like that I I'm, I'm trying to deprogram basically, Mm, like I'm more aware of it. And I was like, that's, that's annoying. That's unnecessary. That's toxic. And it's just like chipping away at like what little self-esteem I had had to try to like be happy and be a productive contributing citizen of humanity. And I'm like, what was the point of all of this? And it's learning lessons. Yes. But Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm at that point now because what you're saying is so true. Like you just you sit in these sucky feelings and i think if you're mature you you actually start to answer the questions and i'm curious mm-hmm. for you like did you start to answer those questions like because 29 i also say if you're woo woo like me that's like a saturn's return year and 29 is supposed to be a very rough year for a lot of people damn i didn't yeah. know that okay yeah it was yeah. one of my toughest years and i've heard this from i don't know if this is like a blanket statement but i've heard of uh other people whether they believe in saturn's return or not that like 29 like right before they turn 30 it was it was a rough moment just yeah. of like who am i what am i doing do i uh, where am i going all this stuff what am i worth so i'm curious like did you start to answer those questions a little bit more directly like how did you process having those thoughts and that realization Ooh.
0: I actually totally believe after you said that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Like (laughs) 29, (laughs) 29 fucking sucked. I'm sorry. It sucked so bad for me. Mm And it's like I had wins and then like ABG was like a big win. Like, yeah, my business is doing great. But like internally, Mel, she wasn't doing really hot, I'll be honest. But Mm -hmm. for me, 29 was more rebuilding my self-confidence. So like, I think it was just mostly focused on like, okay, what tools do I know that work for me? Meditation and journaling. And so I started doing that, like, I started, like, reading affirmations and started journaling. Maybe January, which is, like, the month before I hit 30. And I think that has helped me set a foundation for when I start. Like, every day now, I wake up to a 5-10 to 10 minute meditation and I journal future self for, like, tw- 20 minutes. And then I go off with my day. So I think that has really set the tone for me. Nice. But speaking about, like, understanding your values and whatnot, you also caught me at a time where I was actually very... I was kind of going through a little like rough patch in my 30s. Like, and I'm just like, why? for me, I'm thinking, why am I going through this shit again? I just went through this (laughs) last year. It's not as severe now, but I'm just like, you know, I I definitely had a moment where I'm like, I need to really sit down and figure out what the hell I value my values are and like understand what truly makes me like excited and like all these things. I feel like I lost myself a little bit because I realized I have not give I have not received a break. From work and just life since May, and I was like, mm. "Why have I not been giving myself time?" It's because like this year for me, everyone's turning thirty, that which means I got a lot of fucking birthday events to go to every weekend, <laughs> and then <laughs> safely, by the way, and then everyone's getting married this year, and I'm on, and, and then it's just like, which is a great thing, and I'm just like, great, but like I'm giving myself giving myself every weekend to the point where like I have nothing left to give my, myself.
1: Yes, so. Mm-hmm.
0: I had to sit down on my solar retreat and I was like, all right, Mel, like, Helen talks about this activity. And I was like, I got to do this. I like Google like values and I like, and I read the list and I like pulled out what really matters to me. And I realized, realized like, oh shit, this is the stuff that like truly makes me excited. And I really want to focus on this. So I have a value list. And then speaking of dating and like romantic relationships. I did this thing because I, you know, i watched YouTube and I love Jen M and Jen M does future self journaling. <laughs> and she mm. did this thing where you write, you fill out the prompt, write your, you write a day in your life, in your future. And how does that look like? And I think now you just kind of just start daydreaming, just writing things out. But I was reflecting back because my other friend did the same activity. We we're kind of comparing our notes and I was reading my, my thing. And I was like, everything I wrote about in my day to day was like the mundane, but just everything involved having a partner. And I think that revealed like where I am in life. I'm just like, you know what? Like with all my friends getting married my friend having a baby and all these things that actually, it's something I don't really want. Like right now, settling down having kids is actually nothing I really want right now in my, when mm-hmm. I'm 30, what I truly actually want is a partnership. And I think I was like, okay, what does that mean? Well, now I got a date to get there. So like figuring <laughs> out how to date is another question. Cause like, i don't know about you i know it's been kind of rough and maybe you know you know been on some dates either before or after to kind of like so i do think dating you got to get your some time you give yourself some time to heal but dating once you're ready kind of allows you to figure out like what you kind of want like yeah what works what doesn't work so actually also funny thing that we're having this convo today i'm actually going on a date in like a few hours oh um, stop it what <laughs> i know and it, honestly i this <laughs> is literally after i told myself yeah, I want to get off the apps because, like, I had like I I was talking to I was on all the apps, Benji, like all of them. I was like, okay, <laughs> I was like, I need a partner. Let me get on the, all the apps, but uh-huh. I realized how draining it was. I literally was getting Girl. so like like jaded. I was like, these guys, they don't suck, but like my pattern because I, <laughs> I I share this suck. with, like I'm sorry. I, I mean, okay, yes, I did date during COVID, but like the last few guys I like was talking to, I was kind of like. Man, dude, like, your EQ, like, I don't, it doesn't, uh, I don't know, it's just not hitting me, right? Yeah. So, I'm trying to figure out, like, what's working for me or what's not, like, and try to be less judgmental, to be honest. So, I don't know, I just, that's been on my mind lately, but, yeah, those dating. Those are all
1: it's fair. A- I mean, that's, and, but that's that's the, I think the the beautiful, annoying, stupid, ridiculous mess of it all is, like, the thing that teaches you to answer those questions. And I think that's the... Again, why I'm like, I'm I'm an artist and like, I I get very, I can romanticize things, but like, I I think, I feel like I'm like a pragmatic romantic because like, I've also accepted that about myself that like, I don't want to have to give up daydreaming or fantasy. By the way, Mm. what you're doing is scripting and which is really, really, there's like a term Mm. for it. And I actually do the same thing. I have my little notebook over here where it's like my (laughs) scripting notebook and you do, it's very powerful to like use your creativity, your imagination, your daydream Mm. to like, really hone in on the feeling of like this is what i want it's not even like oh i want excitement and i want sex and i want adventure it's like no i want peace i want partnership Mm. i want Mm -hmm. i want someone that i like to go to the grocery store with and like yeah yay you know um and i learned that you you learn that through doing that and then going through the experience of it which is what you're doing like you don't know until you you go there right a lot of the things like you can learn from other people's mistakes. And that's why I do think that it is really helpful to learn about like, what did you go through? What did you go through? And how is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it gets the wheels turning and, and you can build empathy and like just connect with other people. But a lot of times, like you don't really know certain things until you just go through it yourself. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, until you like meet that person. And like, maybe that person was exactly what you thought. And you're like, damn it. Why did I swipe right on, right on them? <laughs> I knew better. And like, I still waited, wasted like two to four hours of my life on blah, blah, and sometimes you're like pleasantly surprised either way like you either got good data like yes your gut is right listen to Mm -hmm. it or sometimes people surprise you and like i don't know i think that's all worthwhile and it just changes like this this moment i'm just like I'm very excited for you. I'm like, oh, now I'm going to like text you later tonight. how did it go?
0: And you know, the funniest thing is like, this is the first, usually when I go on dates, I'm always like texting like a bunch of friends. I'm like, oh, I'll go on a date tonight. And like, they're like sending over the profiles. But this time, maybe because I'm just in a more like, I'm trying to be more like at peace with my mind. And I'm, like, and this guy, I'll be honest, I wouldn't typically go on a date with him. because I wasn't like, I was like, oh, this sounds really dumb to say. Out loud. I was like, oh, he feels very, he like, look, he looks very safe. mm. And I was like, what the part? But then I was like, wait, Mel, like that's hella being judgy. Like you have no idea. He seems like a really nice guy. Like, which would be a nice change
1: for when you've been dating. So, can <laughs> you I know ask you? Like, what has that been? Because you and I did, I think back in the day, We did talk about that. And that was one of the things I was like, I need you to come back on to first of all, so we can talk about fuckboys and Mm -hmm. we can talk about like, there again, seasons. There are seasons, everybody. I think that's like a a thread that I'm going to keep integrating. There are seasons of life where like you learn things by Mm -hmm. that, whatever that is. What was the previous, what was the prototype, I guess, before? It's safe and like has a stable job and benefits. I mean, I love
0: that too. But I think. so speaking of patterns and like my past, I realize I do go for the very charming athletic built, like fuck boy looking dudes, because I think <laughs> there's just fucking hot. They're hot. And like the main thing I like about them before is like, they're so confident But the confidence can borderline mm. cocky. But thing for me, I was like, why do I chase these guys? I think I realized deep down it is definitely a reflection of who I am. Like back then, I think as someone who did struggle with their confidence when I feel like these guys are interested in me, I'm like, Wow, that means mm-hmm. i'm as I'm as good looking as them or I'm as like confident and charismatic as them and I think for me, I'm just like that who I date I mean yes, yeah, should be kind of semi of like reflection of your compatibility and whatnot, but like it shouldn't define who you are and I think i looked mm-hmm. I longed for that so much with my partners, so on the ass for sure, like if they're like you know uh Like have a certain job or like you know look a certain way. I think I I definitely resonate with that. But I think right now I'm trying to tell myself like he seems nice and I like what he said here. Like personality. Maybe on a deeper look, can I connect with that? And I'm like, and before just signing off and being like, okay, I just have him message me. Like if I'll, I'll just I take more of an initiative and be less judgmental on the on the surface level stuff and just see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, girl, I have no idea how this is gonna go. And this could be <laughs> this could be a really shitty. <laughs>
1: Really Either like, way, eh. I, I have a feeling. I have a feeling you're going to learn a lot of good things and hopefully have a really good time because I think what I was learning from dating in 30s is like exactly what you're talking about. What When you go through certain experiences of like, okay this did not meet my expectations or like this was like such a waste of time. Like you have to like feel those feelings and like I'm not doing this again to myself because yeah, like yeah. As, as yay nice to look at you still like for me at least that's like where I'm at because dude the dating app thing like it is exhausting and it is dude. mentally draining to it. I can't I can't put it into words like how much it can like exhaust your will to live sometimes <laughs> like I can't. No. I'm going to go 100%. live in a hut somewhere.
0: No, literally, I'm just like, can I just like, that's like whenever, I mean, I have to, I've stopped doing this. I am very extra attentive at coffee shops. I'm just like, please just walk through the door. <laughs> please just feel like, take me out of my misery from these fucking dating apps. I cannot do this. So whenever I'm on the coffee shop, I'm just like, when someone through like like, perk up and I'm just like, oh, it's it's a lady. Never mind. <laughs> like it's very it's not him it is not him. it's not him but you know the funny thing i did i will say though i did recognize now i'm dating in my 30s because i went on a date a few months ago and i actually think well, well we, 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 could, we could like sidetrack this but you might know him uh-huh um, um you <laughs> might i i can't say who uh but like i went on this date with this guy i thought he was like very i was like wow he's very attractive like typically i would have been like if you walk past me I, I would look i would look back for sure but then just do our interactions and then in person he was nice there's things weren't clicking for me I'm just like wow my old Mel would have been like oh yeah I can make this work like he's like hot and like he's, mm. he's, he's going on but despite him having like being really nice had good, good convo there's definitely key things that weren't clicking for me like I don't think he wanted to like have kids or things like that and I'm just like okay this is probably a non-negotiable for me and mm. you know I'm probably don't see this going anywhere um so I was like wow like Dang, Mel, you grew up. <laughs> like, it's yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, I actually don't, you know, I wouldn't go for this. So I think now it's just being like, okay, what are my non negotiables? And is there any way that I could be open minded with dating and not close things off? Because you never know how things are going to go.
1: Absolutely. Well, I think you you having that awareness and having that intention to be open minded is much, you're much more set up for it because I think it's really good. To, those are big, big things, you know, to, to be on different pages about right and there's certain yeah. things like oh you don't like pineapple on your pizza like you beast get away from me like yeah i i personally don't i think it's disgusting but like good on you then you get your own pizza like those are different there, there's different qualifiers right of like what what like non-negotiables or what matters to you at that point you're, you're already doing that work and i think you're better primed to, so when you encounter it you're like no you know you'll feel it because you're like a, this doesn't feel right like we're we're very very the more information you're gathering and the more you talk with that person you're just going to be like okay we're really like not on yeah. the same wavelength about whatever and whether that's like logical or gut whatever or mix of both mm-hmm. like you you can feel it you're like oh no and that's a yeah. that's a tough thing for me too because i want to be open to the same things of like hey i really want to be mindful of like not falling to same patterns by the way you said it very very well and i echo everything you said about how much it would kind of validate me by by who i was wanted by and that mm-hmm. gave me a lot of like based on very shallow things of again previous programming but like Being aware of like, okay, then now that you're aware of that, be intentional. Like, yeah, be open minded to like other people that you may not have like been super excited about physically or whatever in the shell in that superficial way. But like, look at what their profile says and things like that and be open to it. So I found myself doing the same thing with also making like being gentle with myself. I was like, you still want to be attracted to the person. Of course, of course. You know, like accepting for me that I can be a shallow bitch <laughs> like it's okay yeah yeah, yeah. and because so, like I mean we if we're gonna make babies like I gotta be enthused enough I gotta, to go do it <laughs> yeah, yeah no
0: I 100% agree this is so funny because like um I mean I texted Janet but I was like oh yeah she's like she knows if I'm gonna date this guy and uh-huh. she, she's like how do you feel because Janet Janet's radar is like do I want to jump you and I go I want to leap on him not necessarily jump quite yet like it's not like animalistic like raw it's for like meow like, I don't know, like, <laughs> like is fair. that's fair yeah good
1: assessment
0: yeah it's not like silence so it's just like cool it's a good base i mean this is me being superficial but i feel like i i do know that when someone if i, if I have a really good conversation with someone it will definitely skyrocket the attraction like i'm definitely yeah. like i love the convo so it really yes. will depend on how the flow of the convo goes what do you like what how will we talk about and so Those are some things. Well, I'm I'm actually, so one thing I want to ask you, Minji, really quickly. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I know, you know, you have, you know, you talked about dating at Sook, but I'm I'm assuming you went on some dates maybe in the past two years. And then, you know, obviously you're in a relationship. What are some of your non-negotiables that you learned? Like, I need this in a partner. And it came. I'm, I'm like duh trust but like what are some things you're like for minji these are the specific things that i learned that i really need
1: well the conversation is yay because i do know people that have actually they, i'm learning from i'm learning as a person that like the things that i like and that i think are so duh and baseline like foundational not everyone agrees with that and that sometimes mm. blows my mind they're like well I don't need to talk with them all the time. Like I have my girlfriends and I'm like, Oh, cause like to me, I want to be able to really like share a lot with my partner. So to each their own, I, I am. <laughs> so I get woo. I'm a, my Venus is in Gemini. I need, I need to have conversation and like, be intellectually stimulated by the person I'm dating. Like Mm -hmm. if you're pretty faced with nothing going on, I ain't interested. And that's like what you're saying. Like it can, the, whatever attraction is there, it's very thin now. And like, it can just vanish when like, oh, I have nothing to say to you. So I'll Mm. like applaud them. Like, good job on being beautiful. Take care. Best of luck. So it's kind of like the, and my specific type of humor or like intellectual conversation is specific to me. So, like, again, I don't know. You could be really smart doesn't mean still that we'll, like, connect, but I really care about does this person have something, like, a point of view? Do they care about the world? Do they care Mm. about doing something bigger? Um, I do worry now that I've been in all these different relationships with very different types of ambitious guys. I've wondered logistically, like, say that I want to have a family and stuff, like, would that work? Because I'm very type A, want to go out and do all these things. Will that yield a good child-rearing scenario for me? I don't know. I think about that Mm. stuff now, right? Like, could we, would our egos clash? And would we, would there be room for two people to have spotlight or like what? And just wondering Mm. about those things, um, those have become very front of mind for me. Whereas like, I was like, he was like, I'll make it work. Like if there yeah, were yeah. flags about that, I would just be like, well, you know, it's fine. Like we, yeah. we'll, we'll love each other through it or whatever. And now it's kind <laughs> yeah. of like, no, I think there needs to be a lot of like respect for mutual respect for ambition. And mm-hmm. I've learned to be more open about what that ambition looks like before it used to be, Oh, this amount of like, a uh, this many figures or this many, like this type accolades. of education and accolades. Yeah. Right. And it's not like that, but I, I would love for them to have kind of like a a, a bigger thing that they want to do or like something bigger that they want to contribute to. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty non-negotiable and that may be like highly demanding, but I'm also kind of like at a place in my life. Where I was like, that's fine with me. And I yeah. do want someone that's really like that cares about their health. So I in that also includes physical fitness. I do want somebody that's like active and can enjoy that with me and like look good for me and i'll look good for them (laughs) like i want that um but like general like taking care of themselves and like an emotional maturity um again but some people some people like will look at me like damn you're like way high standards but i'm like Mm
2: -mm, no i I think
1: think i i think i've done a lot of work on myself to want to be a good match to that i don't think Mm -hmm. i'm expecting something that i'm not going to um provide to though i have my work to do like i have my temper i have like my you know, insecurities, a lot of stuff I got to work on. But, like, those are kind of non negotiable I need someone with good character. Like, mm. I really care about, like, how do you treat people that are, quote-unquote, you know, inconsequential to you? I care about mm. how people treat a waiter, you know, like service staff. I yeah, care about yeah. how they treat their parents. Like, are they respectful? Mm-hmm. Or are they, like, an entitled little shit? I don't want to date mm-hmm. someone or build a family with that. And so, like stuff like that, those are kind of non-negotiables to me, which I feel like is like everything. <laughs> but I, I think that it's different now of like what it looks like. Like, I if mm-hmm. someone doesn't have a super nice car or they don't own a home, because I've learned myself like how hard that is. Um, it's not necessarily that, but I think it's a lot about their their character and like mm. the way that they like take up space and on Earth. Like, I I just don't want someone who's like beautiful but shallow. Oh, for um, sure. And and somebody who's hardworking, but doesn't, but is kind of like in a greedy way or like in a non mm. higher purpose way, I guess. Those are things like, I, I, I want to know what yours are too, because you're at like this and mine are very kind of like family and marriage. And I still question that by the way, like I'm working mm-hmm. on, cause girl, my side, like a lot of them, all my close girlfriends, most of them are all married and working on their second or third kid. And some are like deep in IVF. And like, this is, I'm in oh, wow. frozen eggs and embryos stage like straight up so it is a lot for me to wonder about those things and like feel the comparison but i do like i'm trying to recall what i thought i wanted or like what my priorities were at 30 because that was actually like i feel like a quite a significant different time for me Mm -hmm. so i'm curious like where your non-negotiables lie right now
0: by the way, I don't think what you're asking for is too much. <laughs> this is also coming from something so like, every, everything, everything you're saying, saying, I was like, yeah, 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 me too, me too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, besides the physical, besides the physical health, I-, I think I do, as someone, I'm, I call myself a very, I'm very productive, also very lazy. Like I hate working out. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like moving unless I'm like <laughs> dan- dancing or some shit. Like I just don't, That's I don't, I, I literally put on my dating
1: app. You're okay with a girl that doesn't like to hike.
0: It's just a reality. I I don't want you told me
1: that. And I love that you own that. I think that says a lot about you. And I think that's totally great. That's just it's not your cup of tea, nor does it have to be like, yeah, good on you. I'm like but everything else you said about
0: ambition. Like I I cannot date a guy who's not ambitious or envision visual, vi- like visualizes something greater for him you know because mm-hmm. i think for me i'm a dreamer like i want i love the ability to just talk about our dreams to fantasize because i want to be that partner that i can help you accomplish what you want because mm-hmm. i expect the same you know mm-hmm. um for me my non-negotiables for sure is like ambition high eq i cannot ex- like dude Ooh. i'm sorry yeah eq is so important to me you know how to read the room how to navigate the room how to talk about it and like i also want to date someone that i could just drop someone in like a group setting and he can navigate that without feeling like oh mel i need your help like a guy who yeah. could work a crowd just by himself and like not even like trying to be the spotlight but have good conversation i think it's so attractive
1: like it is. Yeah, it is very, it is very, because that's somebody that you can kind of like, it's that feeling like, and I, and they can go in any direction. I felt that even with friends too, like that feeling mm-hmm. of needing to kind of carry or babysit them. It, it becomes like just another like labor, labor thing, like that exactly. you got to manage. And, and it's, it's kind of, it takes away from your ability to like be present and be with your friends or like you networking and stuff. I, I, yeah, I think, I and mean, that's EQ and, What's the? I mean, in Korean, it's a word called nunchi. It's just like yeah, having nunchi, really, yeah for sure to see and like kind of get it. And people have different ways. I've actually met a lot of people that have different types of nunchi because mm. I'm actually realizing how dense I can be in certain situations because I can actually be hyper positive or like too friendly that I'm not like, for lack of a better, like, I'm not as shark as I need to be. So like, that's what I appreciate. Like, honest, this is stuff that I really appreciate about my ex and I. Like, we complimented each other a lot. Mm. Cause he wasn't the exact same like I'm extroverted as like really yeah. <laughs> like out there, and he can be, but like it was different. Like we kind of see and feel and gather info in different ways, but I mm. thought it was complementary. So that's uh, something I think just as a as a category, I think that's absolutely having high IQ is really really important. And it's I'm curious and, like, I wonder how that can show up for you to, like, complement your male version of your EQ. you
0: know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I, I'm i trying to think. There's definitely a situation in the past. I'm like, okay, for me, like, I'm actually really close to, like, my high school friends, my college friends. And they're – like, when I think about people in my life that don't be there forever, can I drop you in that group and you just blend in? There's mm. some of my other guy friends that I, I brought in. I'm like, wow, that is something I noticed. Like, that, that was great. For me, I love – i don't know if this is actually eq but like i think what i really want in a partner is actually partnership like i want someone that is actually invested in what i have to do for my job for my passion and i because i want to offer that same thing to the person and be each other's like, cheerleaders like i always have this like god i want to be like your number one fan mm. and your supporter because i want to know on the day-to-day where you're how hard you're working so when you yeah. hit these milestones what a meaningful moment it is and i think for me it's because like I, I, I had that with my guy friends sometimes. I'm just like, if only I had that with, like, a boyfriend. It would be a very different, like, day-to-day <laughs> understanding. Because, like, I think sometimes even with ABG, like, I'm not saying, like, I don't get – I definitely feel fulfilled, like, sharing my accomplishments with my friends or my family. But it's a different feeling when you're like, – your partner sees your day-to-day freaking grind and is yes. like I know how hard you got here and I want yep. to congratulate you on this and I think I really want that in a partner because I would want to offer that same thing again to them so mm-hmm. that's what I'm really looking for I don't know if that's EQ but just like understanding because one of my ex-boyfriends I feel like at the time like maybe our values weren't similar but when I was sharing about ABG he was like oh that's really cool mm-hmm. oh okay but I think it's because I do value like creative projects you know asian american community i think for him he didn't care as much yeah which is not a fault to him but i'm like okay then that something's not adding up but yeah our values of what we see and what we pursue have to be kind of like i need to at least understand and empathize and like kind of get it if you don't get it it's not gonna work i think
1: I mean, there's so much there, like having it kind of somebody getting that's a huge deal. And the specific, Ugh. the specific thing, cause you and I overlap in that area of having other people get that. It is, yes. it can feel really daunting of like who would like be get as that. on board and get that as much as I might need. That's, and so I feel you on that. And it's, I don't know, it's like having interest and care. So I didn't even include that in my non-negotiables. They need to care about me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was just like giving all these characters. Like, I need to be like, they're the. I want to be the bee's knees to my man. Like I want like them to be really proud to be mm. my partner, you know? Yes, yes. That's a non-negotiable. I want them to feel like they want to brag about me. And that, because like, yes. I want to feel that t- towards them, right? Same. Um, and And I think those those things can show up in those little ways, like you're saying, like that would really hurt. I mean, it would be annoying, and it would be a little frustrating to kind of have to bridge a gap of like, well, wow, you don't even like understand or get what I'm so deeply passionate about and spend so much of my time, energy, heart, and soul to exactly. like create and like the response to that to be like, oh, that's cool, like to something that's like, yeah rund- that's, that's that's that sucks like
0: no seriously i think that's why i learned about like wow everyone could really value different things and mm -hmm. just like you know i mean i'm just like oh interests really do have to be aligned so that's something that's definitely one of my non-negotiables um everything else i'm trying to think like i think that also relates to like i I do i love a thoughtful man who could be in touch with these emotions my god yeah. i'm a sensitive as fuck person i love <laughs> talking about my feelings i love processing my feelings and emotions if you don't get that and you cannot have i know it's really hard for people everyone but i know men struggle with this to be in touch with their emotions as a sense of their masculinity but yeah. i do want someone that that's aware i could share i'm feeling sad about this and, d- and not come at it from like a very like oh i don't have that i don't feel that way because i've yeah. been with a guy before who's like I don't know, I just feel like he denied his emotions a little bit or like he's a little bit more angry. And I don't my personality doesn't work well with anger because I just nest I just shut down. Like, oh, okay. I'm a I'm a let's talk to our problems and maybe I'll cry a lot. But that's about it, you know? Oh then so we wouldn't date well, Mel, because I have anger
1: emotions. issues. <laughs> I know that, that that was some real stuff that I had to like really face on my side of like when it came to what my non-negotiables are. I had to like turn the mirror back on myself a little bit, not a little bit, a lot of it, because a lot mm-hmm. of what I was saying, like it was really important for me. Maybe through after at this this season of my particular life of like what I've been through with mm-hmm. the, the relationships and the fallout and the having to regroup, pick myself back up again, put myself out out there again, yeah. become vulnerable. Sidebar, I just realized that my last big breakup was my Saturn's return. It was when I was 29. That was my year of like the other heinous, like terrible heartbreak oh, was my 29. It was a tough year. I'm telling you, it's, it's a rough time. Um, But you grow and like, you're going to be so just FYI from the future, <laughs> you're going to be okay. And like, yeah. just really from for my side of it, like, Absolutely. Identifying those non-negotiables, what I want in the care. I've even scripted like what I want my, my marriage or like what I want. And I'm even Mm. like genuinely at the point where I'm like, is marriage like all it's, you know, Mm. like I'm wondering about that as a concept and as a institution, definitely thinking about that. I'm at that place right now and really working on like, maybe I'm never going to get married and maybe I'm never going to have kids like biologically. I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. being okay with these like scary thoughts, And not like being so in a place of fear and like freaking out if it doesn't happen. But that like comes back to like, yeah, like checking out my own weaknesses Mm -hmm. and my growth areas of like, what do I bring to the table? Because if I want to desire or expect or wish for any of these things from a partner, can I match that? Maybe not in the exact Mm -hmm. same way, but can I provide something of value to like be You know, and and, like actually own it, because I think previously when I had like really low self-esteem and big ass ego, (laughs) I would like hyper inflate it, be like, yeah, I'm worth everything. And I didn't really believe it, but I was like saying that Mm. to like I'm worth like I'm a goddess, I'm a queen, blah, 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 because I was trying to convince my my own my Mm. freaking insecure ass to like believe what I wasn't really believing. And so Mm. I think like that would turn up and like unresolved anger stuff. So when I didn't get what I wanted, I would get Mm -hmm. angry or I'd feel slighted. I would feel like you don't care Mm -hmm. enough about me. I'm not enough Mm -hmm. to you. Like, how dare you? And then working through all of that, do you know what I mean? And like, just checking my own patterns of anger, where does it flare up? What are the things I need to heal? Like for real, for Mm -hmm. real, because that's what I have felt in having this like super low gas tank of like, I really don't have the energy stamina I don't know to like keep going on meaningless dates to yep. go like I've done a lot of exploring for better or worse like juries out on that but like I've learned a lot from that now I'm like I don't want to like waste my time and then strangely yeah. for me when we're talking about dating and being single in the 30s I'm actually right now like really focusing on dating myself which is again sounds yeah. like such a like out of you know Cosmopolitan magazine whatever but like I I want to know like what do I like and what do Mm -hmm. what can I be with my own company and not I'm it's so embarrassing but like literally I would swipe to just because I'm lonely and bored you know it's not like yeah I did to check that shit I was like do I really want a partner from this or do I expect anything like fruitful out of Mm. this or am I just bored and like feel insecure and want a match because that makes me feel cute for a second mm. you know
0: i will say though like i think it takes a lot of awareness to understand they'd be like oh why am i swiping because i but i will say <laughs> this is just me coming from like a girlfriend perspective versus like sometimes if you want those little, if you need those little wins i say give it to yourself sometimes why not yeah you know, it's not like you're going i think you can swipe and not go on the date it's true i know not other yeah yeah from the other end, they're probably like, what the fuck? I was really interested in this girl. <laughs> Maybe there's that. But at the same time, <laughs> Sorry, like. Sorry, I just wanted the, the, the match. The, it's be, like. Be well. It's like sometimes you want a, the little, like. I think everyone has their own little way of getting your little ego boost. Whether it's a one match. For me, I need to get a full-length mirror. But I, like, put on some music. Put on my fucking heels. Wear a little, like, you know, little, 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 little nice, sexy outfit.
1: so cute, Mel. I love all your, all your gifts. And by the way, your hair looks amazing. The blonde, it's. Really? Oh,
0: like, I feel like I look like literally. I was like, "Oh, I'm sweating. I'll put my hair up." But I appreciate that. But honestly, like, I think everyone should find a way, like a little thing they do in private that makes them feel fucking good and sexy. Like, I yeah. put on music and I dance around a mirror, and I lock my door so no one barges in in case you know that. <laughs> just in case, I just don't be like, "What the fuck is that noise?" Like, "Oh, just me dancing. Nothing's going on." <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm good. You hear this big thumb. Oh, uh, sorry, <laughs> but. I think I actually am such a big fan of taking yourself out on a date because yeah. I could totally relate to the fact that like when I was in my last relationship, when you're out of it, you don't know how it's like to be by yourself again. Because when someone's so integrating your life, every single day from the text, from like just the day-to-day interaction, you're just like, it becomes a norm that when you're stripped out of it, you're like, what is my normal life? What is it? I forgot, right? Yep. Yep. So you have to figure out like little things like even like my interest like I wrote a list of like what am I interested in like it could be so generic like oh I like uh reading a book or I like watching a movie and so it wasn't until after my breakup that I learned to be really comfortable being by myself again and I love now for me I love that feeling of being alone because like Like my 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 date night is when I actually like go watch a movie by myself and eat dinner by myself and I kind of like it. Like it's really awkward at first. You're like, is everyone here thinking that I'm like waiting for a date? But no, it's just me. Yeah. Like I literally went to I I went to Cheesecake Factory by myself and I was waiting for my bread for a long time because probably thought I was waiting for someone. But I did not give a crap. It was a little awkward, but it was just I was like, fuck it, I'm here at Cheesecake Factory by myself. I and
2: love it. Was it was fun.
0: It was like great.
1: I love what it. is and I love that you did the Joshua Tree trip too.
0: Yeah, um, because it, it,
1: that's so
0: really like Yes. What is one thing that you learned about yourself? Like what is one what is your favorite way to take yourself out on, on a date?
1: I'm learning that too. Well, it's been interesting because that's in pandemic. Um I I do like eating i mean i want to try more restaurants that's an intention that i said like i don't know how long i'm going to be in la or like what this life here this chapter is going to be so might as well enjoy it try and bringing novelty i literally had to i Mm youtube and i researched Mm -hmm. that like as you're healing from breakups and like trying to kind of recreate this new version of normal for yourself to like try new things that's for you only you and that kind of builds a new future right like you're building your future so like taking myself to something affordable but yummy um i loved i've been going on more solo hikes like again safety included not somewhere like deep in the woods where, like if i yeah trip and fall like oh she's gone um going to like the beach by myself taking i took mm. myself on a picnic A couple weeks ago. Because, like, also, I'm, like, trying to stay more away from crowds and stuff. So I was like, oh, I don't have to go to the beach. Like, I live right by a park. And I took a blanket. I took snacks. And I took a book. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, my date with me. And I loved it. I loved it. And so it's interesting because now when you think of these dating things, like, now they're competing. Like, whoever dude, at least in our world, is who they're actually competing with is you. Like, (sighs) if you're not more fun than me hanging by myself on a blanket in a park with a good book... I ain't having it. Like I don't want it. No, if seriously. you're not as good or better than that, I don't want it. <laughs> and that's like it sets a whole different standard and I think that it's like it's a different form of like acting on that self-love thing and acting on mm-hmm. your own behalf to give yourself the validation yeah. and the care and like you get used to that and you you don't want to settle for something less than that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I 100% just you're lonely agree or whatever.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree.
1: Yeah. I'm really, nice really excited. Idea. I Mel, I, I want this to be like 18 hour long podcast, but I also know that you get ready for your date and I'm like, again, you have to come back like we're not done, but I, so I want to say like, what are you, what are your, what are your last pearls of wisdom for people who are in the same place as you and I single in their thirties figuring, you know, sorting through a lot of different things also in a pandemic. What are your words of wisdom or love or encouragement? What do you want to? Leave them with.
0: Oh man, where do I even begin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would say that, like, I think if you're single and like maybe you just fresh off, fresh, out, fresh out of a breakup, kind of like when Minji's doing, like, find what's the way to take yourself on a date because I do think it builds a sense of independence. You know, like I can't even like, like in some way, I know breakups are really sad, but uh, I feel like breakups are also very like an enlightenment time for yourself. Like mm-hmm. I told my, I remember when I went, went through my breakup looking back on it a few months from now, I was like, damn, I feel like I was, I said, I'm finally awake for the first time in a very long time,
1: mm-hmm. you know?
0: I think because you're so used to doing your day-to-day, you're in this, like, like grind in that way, but, like, you're not only really asking yourself, what do I feel alive with? What, like, what about, what are things about myself I value? And, like, a breakup really helps you kind of shape that, like, strong foundation that's going to set you off for the next chapter of your life, and I really 100% believe in that. So find your thing that makes you Whoever you are, like, happy and find activities that you do to make you feel alive. Um, I guess the second thing I could say that I've been tr- – I told myself I need to do is, like, also make time to for yourself. And for me, that is – I think about for yourself, like, self-care is in two things. One is relaxation and what is, like, rejuvenation. And for me, mm. relaxation is like, yeah, you're tired. Yeah, watch a show. Kind of mindless activities. Take a bath. Like, to just – unwind unwinding is for me relaxation rejuvenation for me is like taking intentional time to actually sit down with your thoughts and write down your values and process your emotions because deep work and all that stuff requires also time and effort and without time set aside for that you're actually not going to make much progress because so i think you could w- but when you relax you kind of get back to your like neutral state but when you're sitting there and processing your values and thoughts and journaling whatever you're actually kind of doing the mental work to actually take a step forward versus staying in neutral so you need time for both of those things so you could feel very like so you could actually like you know feel like you again and maybe like take yourself to the next level so make time for both those things is what i would say
1: wow mic drop wiser words have not been said i feel like i got everything i needed today I'm like, I'm good. I'm just going to go to bed now because I don't need anything else. That was a really beautifully, Why again, what I said earlier, I'm just going to reiterate, you have such maturity and wisdom, Mel. And like, I don't know, I think whoever gets to enjoy your company, they will thoroughly. And like whoever, because I think because you're so much more aligned and in tune with yourself and doing these things, yeah, it, it can sound like a lifetime movie, I don't care. Like you're well on your way to find like true love because you're loving mm-hmm. yourself. I'm very, my versions of like, whatever the law of attraction and all that stuff. Like it, it's, you're, you're able to, to identify it because you are it. And it it, it connects with you because you've done, you're there and it's mm-hmm. not easy to do. And I'm not saying that. Uh, I also, I want to add to uh, what I've been saying along. I don't think a lot of people it's, especially from, at least for me, don't expect perfection. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot about just, like, self-awareness and acceptance and then the ability to, like, move forward from that. Like, I, I think that's a big takeaway for me is, like, a single mm-hmm. in my 30s learning to date. Um, having having my standards, having yes. my my wish list, but not, like, getting so bent out of shape if it's not, like, perfect, quote-unquote. Because my perfect is so different than somebody else's. It's not, like, some objective truth. Like, perfect, mm-hmm. I think, is, like, having two awesome people who really do connect and then figuring it out together and mm-hmm. and growing together and as individuals like that's like that and imp- now i'm thinking of christine and regina now i'm thinking of imperfectly imperfect, Perfectly imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> so we we're gonna be quoting all
0: the podcasts right now like and then
1: <laughs> seriously plug 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 but um from one one single 30 something to another like keep the faith alive it, it gets very tough i'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. but um it's it's quite a journey it's like unlike anything else that you'll experience in life even as entrepreneur all these other things so it's kind of like let's just enjoy it while we can and yeah stay open and not too jaded that's <clears throat> i mean working. i know it's it's hard <laughs> yeah yeah but i love you so much mel and uh where can people follow you where they where can they find your work
0: they could find me at, well, my Instagram is Melody C. Chang with the an E. And then you can find me in my podcast, also asianbosco.com. And you can find us on all the podcasting platforms.
1: Me. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming back, Mel. You're invited back again and we'll, we'll have so much more to talk about. And I'm going to text you later tonight just letting you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, this has to be time in, in real life uh, interaction. <laughs> but thank you so much for, you know, bringing me on. I feel this is just, it was just like a really nice conversation
1: to have yeah
0: i love seeing your face too
1: oh i love you i love you so much okay well you'll be back and have a have a good day tonight thanks benji bye bye thank you guys for tuning in for this week's episode of first of all with melody chang from asian boss girl talking about single life in our 30s I need to have, okay, we will definitely have a follow-up because I need to know what happened. And uh, thank you, Mel, for being such an incredible guest. I love talking to you, and it's such a joy. If you want to go follow Mel, go to at Melody C. Chang on Instagram. That's Chang with an E, not an A, like me. Um And, yeah, you can find her work at AsianBossGirl.com. Go check out their podcast. It's so much fun. There's so many great insights. And, yeah, shout-out to ABG. And with that being said, uh, please stay to the end of the episode because you do not want to miss our featured outro song, which is by the one and only David Choi and his new song, Darling, I Love You, which is such a sweet, cute song. I thought I'd just close out the episode this week with that. And uh, shout out to David for his app, Taco. Go check that out because it's exciting. He's going to be a guest on First of All. In the near future, so stay tuned for that. Really excited about that. And thank you to Uzuhan for use of his song, Uzu Trap for the intro. Thank you to Marvin Yue and Anna Sun, my producers. And thank you to Juliana Deer for being support for the first of all team. Uh, could not do this without you guys. I also could not do this without my Patreon patrons. I love you guys. Thank you for the community that we've built. Thank you for the support you've provided me. If you'd like to support, first of all, on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash firstofallpodcast. Get different perks. We have a Discord community. We have monthly hangouts. It's a great vibe. Come join in the fun. And if Patreon's not your cup of tea, but you'd like to support in a different way, you can check out firstofallpod.com for more information on how to support me if you're feeling generous. I appreciate it so, so very much. And you can reach me at firstofallpod at gmail.com. Find me on socials at pod. And yeah, I'm on all the platforms, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Please leave a five-star review. Please subscribe. It does help my channel grow and help other people find it. So thank you. And share it with a friend because this is good stuff, right? <laughs> um, What else? I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian-American podcasters and storytellers. It's a good time. It's a good time. We're there for each other. So go check out those different storytellers. They're awesome. And until the next time, which we have more fun stuff coming your way, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be well. I love you.
2: And enjoy the song
1: from David. Talk to you later. Bye.
2: From a bean, can you capture feelings from a dream? One in a thousand islands of the sea oh there's something good in front of me i've never seen angels of any kind how can i believe in something i couldn't find but an exception was made in time because i heard god say she is one of mine Why I found heaven on earth with you My lover, my best friend, my forever true How is it that everything feels brand new? I guess this is what the love can do Darling, I love you In this moment when I look into your eyes, I see unfolding a certain kind of life filled with joy, hope, and full of surprise to see a husband and to call you my wife. So I found a heaven on earth with you, my lover, my best friend, my forever This is what the love can do